How's it going, Sacktown viewers? I'm Ray. And I'm Jared. And welcome to another episode of that Sacktown podcast. How's everybody doing today? Today, today's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be combat. combat. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm excited. We're getting this podcast back and set up. Uh, we're getting all our things uh, settled. And I'm excited to talk sports today. Dude, I... Um... I was just thinking about it, like how much recent, how recently, how much I've been watching combat sports, and just like how much I've been missing out, bro. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, I, I wish part of me wishes that we were alive in previous eras because that's when combat sports was really at, at its best. And oh man, you're you're telling me because you know back, me. back when there was guys like Mike Tyson, you know Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Robinson. Oh uh, yeah. Um, what's that one dude's name? George Foreman. Oh, and that's dude. all boxing. You got other combat yeah. sports. You got Leon Spanks, uh, all the Joe Lewis, UFC, Bellator, uh, other ones. I can't even think of what they're called. Quentin, but yeah, Quentin Rampage Jackson, Forrest yeah. Martin, uh, the greats, man. I think I, I feel like it was a lot better back in those days, back when it was not, uh, you know, I don't want to say rigged, but not when, when everybody was just trying to make a check. Yeah. Which I understand, you know, if, if I was a combat sports fighter and I only had so many years because you know i mean they ufc fighters they have a fight and and then they have to take off maybe a, a month or two to like rest you know work out and do cardio or whatever but they can't actually start training for another fight for a couple more months and then they have six more months of training and then they have the pro it's just like it's a really long process to actually line up a fight and so i can see you know why what's crazy fighters, what so sorry to interrupt you but you know, we're talking about you. We're talking about like the delay it takes for fighters, whether you're a boxer or you're an MMA. Um, how, like the delay it takes to get into your next fight. So I believe it was uh, Sugar uh, Sugar Shane Robinson. Is that how you say his name? Uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. Sugar Shane. Uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. I should Sugar Shane. Yeah, that's my fault. I heard something. It was. I don't believe it was Mike uh, Mike Tyson's podcast, but he was on a podcast and he was talking about how. Uh, Sugar Ray Robinson went 40-0. and 0. I believe it was Sugar Ray Robinson. I'm almost 100%. He went 40-0 and 0 and then lost his first fight to, oh, who was it? Um, what's um, the movie? Raging Bull. Uh, who is that based off of? Raging I Bull. I think it was Leon Spanks. No, it, it was somebody else. I can't think of who it was. But he loses a fight. After that, he goes 140-0 and 0 in two years. He fought 140 times in two years. Can you believe that? That's like that. We, we praise uh, Floyd Mayweather for going fifty and zero, right? In I do. Twenty I year span, he went one hundred and forty and zero in a two year span. Now we don't really know the level of competition he's fighting. I would have to do more research for that. But then again, though, um, you could say people, you know, avid boxer fans who don't know too much about the sport will see Mayweather's record and just automatically assume that he's the goat. When in reality, yeah, he's he's one of the greatest boxers of all time. But he dodged he dodged a lot of fights, and he did set up a lot of his fights. And he's yeah. not he's a money guy, huh? Money money way uh, money Mayweather for a reason, you know? Yeah, I mean he he's he is probably the greatest self promoter, along with Conor McGregor, in sports. He he does a great job of selling a fight and making money. I mean, the way that yeah. this guy makes money is just ridiculous. I don't I've never seen anybody been able to promote himself. In his brand, better he than made he nine figures on fighting Logan Paul, but uh, let's not get into that. So, Jared, if you want to start it off with our first topic today, and again, like Jared said, this is going to be all combat sports today. Yeah. So, our my knowledge isn't uh, 100% when it comes to combat sports. I know much more about like a basketball or baseball or football, but I'm learning. I'm getting into UFC. I've always kind of been into boxing, so I know a little bit, but um. Let's get into it, bro. I'm, Let's get into it. You're in it. good hands. You're in good hands. I, I, I have good experience with these two sports. Um, so I guess like the overview of right now of combat sports is I, I think combat sports are in a really good space right now. Um, yep. With the – and this is actually – we'll lead for our next topic, but I'm not going to get into it right now because I want to save it because this is a really like juicy thing to like, talk about. But mm-hmm. the way that boxing and UFC are being promoted now, it's so good for the sport. Um. I'm seeing, you know, my, one of my favorite things to do is to go on YouTube and watch the press conferences of past UFC fights. You know, my Love favorites it. are the Conor McGregor and Khabib press conference. 
the Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, Eddie Alvarez. Yep, and the one with him and, and Dustin Poirier, Colby Covington, yes. and Kamar Usman. Um, yes. You know, if you have a uh, chance, go watch some old Chael Sonnen versus Anderson Silva press ooh, conferences. Dude, okay. Chael Sonnen was such a good trash talker. John Jones and Dana Cormier, th- those are always ooh. good press conferences as well. Some that's actually probably ones. my that's probably my favorite UFC rivalry of all time, along with maybe with Poirier and McGregor. But uh, yeah. these press conferences are really, if to an untrained eye, you, you can see that they actually hate each other. But most of the time, they're just trying to sell the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know that a good majority of these guys actually do hate each other, but um, yes. you can't take everything they say at face value. But anyways, I think the promotion that's being done for these sports is great. I think mm-hmm. that the UFC is starting to gain more fans and starting to become more popular. Uh, you, I'm starting to see other athletes from different sports like basketball and football and hockey and all of them. They're all starting to promote UFC. You know, they'll, they'll post it on, on their Twitter. They'll shout out these fighters. And I think these fighters mm-hmm. are getting more recognition, which is which I'm happy about because combat sports fighters don't get paid very much compared to football players and basketball players, you know. And, you know, for what it's worth, it's probably partially due because Dana White is, you know, he, he's kind of a sleaze bag, but <laughs> hey, most commissioners now. are, you know, to be quite frank. So I don't really, like, take it too much into that. But I like how the, the um, these sports are going, uh, specifically with UFC. I think it's becoming more popular and more popular. Yeah, um, for sure, UFC. I love these. I love these rivalries, these feuds, these trash-talking stories. They're just so fun to watch. Um, with boxing, and this is where we're going to get into next, but I'll, I'll leave, I'll be brief with boxing for now. I'll say that I, I think boxing was really dead for a while. And Very, as soon as Mayweather I stopped agree. fighting for real, that was when boxing really t- took a, a big, steep decline. And now right. that Manny Pacquiao also is retired, kind of leaves a hole in boxing. But I think we're actually about to get to a, um, a good point in boxing. And we'll talk about it in our next topic. But mm-hmm. just a quick little overview is that. I love the way that combat sports are going. And I think with the rise of social media and the rise of promoters and social media influencers giving new um, buzz to the sports, I think it does a really good job of introducing new fans. Mm-hmm. I'd have to agree 100% uh, with everything you just said. Boxing, as much as it was part of like my childhood more than UFC, I definitely seen a huge decline in it. Due to lack of promotion to their fighters, um, the only real big fighters in the last five years, not named Pacquiao or Mayweather, have been Canelo. You have Triple G. Tyson Fury has came on the scene very fastly. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, Vasily, uh, fighters like that. Vasily Lomachenko, who I'm going to talk about in a second. Yeah, but other than that, I feel like it's been it's been very dead, and so. Um, we're going to talk about – I'm going to talk about UFC after because I think they're doing a, a much better job than boxing. But I think this leads right into our next topic, which has to do with a certain man who might be reviving boxing without even being a real boxer, if that makes any sense. Well, do you, do you want to start or would you like me to start? I'll start for this one. I'll start for this one. So, Jake Paul. Do we think Jake Paul – for first, I, I think before we get into the topic, I think we need to give a, mm. a, a quick backstory. So, Jake okay. Paul is a, I guess you would say, I guess he's a social media influencer slash YouTuber slash amateur boxer. Mm-hmm. He used to be on, uh, I believe it was Disney. Um, he would just, yes. he, yeah, he was on Disney for a while. Started doing YouTube, was doing pranks with his brother. Um, and now he's taking up full-time boxing as a career along with um, doing crypto and NFTs or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, I think the context needed behind this question is that Jake Paul is somebody who is unapologetic about wanting to make money, wanting to promote his own brand. Uh, he's a very, um, he kind of reminds me of LeVar Ball, just says whatever mm-hmm. he wants, is do, does whatever he wants, has his own agenda, is always looking to promote himself. Um, so I think that kind of gives you an idea. He... Um, his professional career, or quote unquote professional career, he's three and zero. He beat KSI, uh, fellow YouTuber. He beat um, no, he didn't beat KSI. He beat uh, KSI's brother Deji, but that was uh, not a legit boxing match. He beat Which Nate Robinson. He beat Nate Robinson. 
So I guess he beat uh he he defeated two U- YouTubers. Uh he knocked out um former UFC I guess wrestler Ben Askren and recently he <laughs> beat uh he beat former UFC champion Tyron Woodley in a decision match. Um so that's a little bit of context behind him. He he's 4-0. He's I guess technically going to be fighting his first official pro boxing debut against Tommy Fury on December 18th. Yeah. So I guess that's a little bit of context. He's a he's a very brash, very cocky, very arrogant dude. But um, I'll leave my opinions out of this because I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you get into it. But I'm just gonna say that he is a guy who definitely knows how to draw attention to himself. And mm-hmm. and I'll I'll leave you with the floor. Okay. So Jake Paul, love him or hate him, like I was saying, I personally be, believe what he's doing for boxing is very good. You know, any promotion is great promotion. Any media is great media. Um, so I just want to talk about his last card, Jake Paul versus uh, Tyron Woodley. Okay. So Tyron Woodley, obviously being a UFC guy, I already knew about Tyron Woodley. But there are some fighters on there that because of Jake Paul, like, let's be honest, we're watching this because of Jake Paul mm-hmm. that I found out about that now I can say I'm kind of a fan about. So Amanda Serrano versus, uh, I'm going to say her name wrong, but... Yamelef Mercado. Yeah, that was a great fight. It was. They were both warriors, and now I'm a fan of both of them. Yep. And then another guy. His name was Daniel Dubois. Big British guy. Looks like the nicest guy ever. He completely. He just knocked out the dude he fought uh, in his fight. The guy was Joe Kusumano, but um, I became a fan of him because of Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not necessarily because of Jake Paul. You know, these people, they train very hard to be good at what they yeah. did, and they, they put on good fights, which made me like them. But, it, you know, Jake Paul promoting this fight is what made me watch, is what made me come from him. So, mm. Jake Paul works with – I don't know if he is a um, – if he has stake in the, in the company or if he's just a uh, quote-unquote employee, but he works, he works with the Showtime Promotion Boxing, which mm-hmm. is probably the biggest or second biggest boxing promotion team out there. So yep. – just a little quick thing is he works, he self-promotes himself, but he also works for a team that works to promote anybody that is employed by Showtime Boxing. But go ahead. Yep. But, yeah, so, I mean, there was that, that whole card to me was a great boxing card. And, again, I would not have been watching it if it wasn't Jake Paul. Nope. Just to, and, you know, and it's not even that I'm a fan of Jake Paul, just a curiosity to see if this guy could actually Did watch. you actually watch it? Out of curiosity. I actually, I actually watched the whole card. I watched from the Tommy Fury fight all the way to the Jake Paul fight, mm-hmm. and I wasn't disappointed. Now I was kind of disappointed in the main event, but the the like I said, the first four fights, the Tommy Fury fight, the Montana Love versus Ivan Berenchik, I think that's how you say his name. That fight was amazing, bro. Why did you uh, question? Just... Why 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 were you disappointed with the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight? Personally, I was disappointed because I truly believe that Jake Paul had Tyron Woodley sign a contract to not knock him out. And I think in that third round, Tyron Woodley would have knocked him out. And I think Tyron was kind of scared the whole fight not to really let loose. Uh, again, though, it could have just been Tyron Woodley's a UFC fighter, right? He strikes a little bit, but his main thing is going to be takedowns and stuff. So he's not he's used to just straight hands, right? He's not used to straight hands. He's a wrestler. So I'm not making excuses for Tyron Woodley, but I just felt like it would have been a different fight if he could have went all out. Fair enough. And Jake Paul, you know, he didn't disimpress me, if, if that's even a word. He didn't, like, like, but he didn't, like, impress me at the same time. Uh, he, can I tell you uh, what, what, what he showed me? Um, let me hear it. So, full disclosure, I don't, I have no opinions on if I think the fight is rigged or not because I, I'm not able to prove it, and therefore it just becomes a, a conspiracy at that point, not. Not really for making um, acquisitions. Yeah, so I just look at um, what's what, and I think that um, sorry, I'm kind of just like taking my thoughts right. You're here, good. So. No, I get you. I get you. Uh, again, it, that's a huge conspiracy. The whole knockout thing. That's just my personal belief on it. But again, like you said, it's not really good to dwell on stuff like that. But again, I enjoyed the card. And I wouldn't have watched it because of Jake Paul. So I think, like, if any person could do that for anything, whether it's a company they work at, whether it's for boxing, whether it's for UFC, whether it's for any sport, 
if they could create such a buzz that random people would normally wouldn't watch it, watch it. That's good for the sport, so, you know. Jake, okay, so in, in terms of the actual fight, I, I think uh, if, if I were scoring it, I, I wouldn't really carry the way how it was scored. Um, I don't think Jake Paul really landed any shots that I believe were um, were really worth the fight winning. I, if I had to pick, I would say Tyron Woodley won because he did starch him towards the end. Mm-hmm. But I think Jake Paul showed me something that I can kind of bring forward in his next fight is that I think Jake Paul, if if he decides to take, to take this a serious career, his physical gifts are off the chart. This mm-hmm. guy has the he has a great build for a boxer. He he has a good chin. He has he has a good he has a good right hook. He's tall. Mm-hmm. He's strong. Um. So I'm just talking about his, his physical gifts. If he took boxing seriously and decided to use his physical gifts to actually make a career, th- this guy is very talented. And at least mm-hmm. at, at the very least, he he showed me that he can stand toe to toe with one of the UFC's best. Now, again, for what it's worth, I don't think it showed me a whole lot, but it, it didn't dissuade me or anything. You know, it didn't. Yeah. At least he showed me that he was tough enough to stand toe to toe to one of the UFC's best. And Tyron Woodley is not just a wrestler. He's also a striker as well. Again, towards the end of his career, he became a wrestler, and he got he got worked by Kamara Usman. He, his career as a UFC fighter is done. But yeah, towards the end, he became kind of just a wrestler. But for what it's worth, Jake Paul showed me that he can at least stand toe-to-toe. Um, for the actual fight, Itself and what it and I'll I'll let you back to your um, soliloquy before I finish mine. I just wanted to give a quick a quick little thing is that um, no, of course. I think that again, if he decides to, I guess we'll just make this quick because I know you wanted to get yours in and then we'll move on. But I think no, you're good, man. No, I, I think I think he's really good for boxing, and mm-hmm. I say that because I know that I'm starting to watch boxing a lot more because of him. I'm starting mm-hmm. to care about undercard boxers a lot more because of him. Now I. I've watched boxing even previously before I started becoming a Jake Paul watcher, I guess, because I wouldn't say I'm like a Jake Paul stand or anything, but I'm definitely kind of neutral on him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, and I, I roughly, but I think if he decides to take this seriously, he could become the new face of boxing. A confident, okay. cocky, physically talented striker who can challenge for the belt if he even gets four if he even can work his way up. Now, we'll get to the Tommy Fury and Jake Paul predictions towards the end because I have a lot to say on that. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, this buzz, this this excitement, um, he's encouraging kids to get into boxing. I know a lot of kids like to watch him. And mm-hmm. I know that a lot of kids are becoming inspired to start boxing because of him. And I think just getting getting some more fans and more press and more gravitas of a sport is really good. For boxing because it's it's been kind of a dead commodity for for a while. Yep, I kind of agree more. You know, a lot of these uh, pro boxers who are more successful and have already imprinted their name in boxing, they might not like it. You know, but but you can, like you said, you can't knock on somebody who's bringing viewers to sport. You know, um, and you know some of these fighters got to look at Jake Paul as a paycheck. At the end of the day, you want to get paid. Um, I don't necessarily think he could ever become the face of boxing. I don't really want to get into that. Just my personal opinion, but I think he'll always do good for boxing as long as his social media presence is as big as it is. I don't he'll mean always the be best good boxer. For boxing. Let let's let's get that very clear. I don't mean the best boxer. I mean that he could be the the face of boxing, just like how you know. I don't really know what it makes an NBA argument, but right now. We don't really know who the face of the NBA is. I mean, you can make an argument that it's either LeBron or Steph or, or even Giannis. But, mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, you know, Steph being the face of the league, we don't really know if Steph is the best player or not. I mean, he could be the best. He could not be the best. We don't know. But even even mm-hmm. if he's not the best, you can make a great argument that Steph is the face of the league. Just like That's how true. I think Jake Paul could usher in a new era of boxers. A bunch of young mm-hmm. boxers who are, who are trying to make themselves known. Because really think about... As a boxer, pre-Jake Paul and pre-the you know, huge social media revolution, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. How would boxers promote themselves? They couldn't. It was yeah. their, their promotion was not there. 
And the only reason why they make a lot of money is because boxing has one of the worst collective bargaining systems, meaning that the money is dispersed in many ways. So, yeah. and that's why Mayweather is Mayweather in a sense is kind of generational because he was able to promote himself so well without the help of a good boxing promoter. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, social media mixed with boxing is a really good way to get young people to start using their social media accounts, you know, combine that with boxing to get themselves known. And I think oh, Jake yeah. Paul does as great of a job of doing that as anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that he could he could bring a whole bunch of new fans. He could inspire a bunch of young kids to start boxing. I think that's really, really good for the sport because it, it needs a new fan base, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100%. So I think we're both in kind of agreeing that Jake Paul is good for boxing, right? I originally, and one last thing before we, before we move on, I originally mm-hmm. did not like him. Um, and when we say boxing, he, 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 he's a boxer. Um, he's an amateur boxer. This will be his yeah. first professional fight. We'll really, get to, we'll really get a good idea of what he's like after he fights Tommy Fury. Um, Tyson mm-hmm. Fury's. Uh, also, we, we forgot to mention uh, the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder rivalry is great for the sport as well. Just a super great little thing. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's it's great for the sport. I love um, those two. Um, mm-hmm. Not so much Wilder anymore because he he's shown to be a bad sport. But you know that's not yeah. Um, I would agree on that. I don't like that. Uh, but um, anyways, I think that. I used to hate Jake Paul for the for the sport of boxing because I know there's a bunch of younger boxers or boxers who are maybe actually better than him, you know, sport-wise, mm-hmm. who are trying to get, make big fights and make a name for themselves, but they can't because they don't have the outreach that Jake Paul has. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't think it's fair that fighters who are actually professional boxers who are trying to make a name for themselves are trying to, you know, get fights, get publicity – while Jake Paul's out here becoming an amateur boxer, fighting YouTubers and making a bunch of money. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I sat about it and I thought about it. And I don't think that's really Jake Paul's problem. I mean, it's not, it's, we should not be punishing Jake Paul for. But hear me out. Go for it. Hear me out. So what you're talking about right now is like these people deserve a chance better than Jake Paul, right? Because they've actually been doing it for a while and stuff. But that's where he comes in and he's perfect because he adds these people who've been working their whole life on it in his undercard. Right. And you find out about them. So that's why I think he's perfect. Just to kind of use you, like your kind of argument that you had before. Obviously, you have a new statement on it now that your kind of argument before. You, you know, you can make a name with him. You don't have to hate him. You could be in that card. Like, like I was saying, a bunch of these fights on his card. These were people that I didn't know, but now I know because they they showed their talents off to me. Also, I'm like, dang, these are some good boxers. Also, whoever fights Jake Paul and beats him, for example, Tommy Fury. If Tommy Fury beats Jake Paul, Tommy Fury's mm. net worth, his outreach, and his publicity will go sky high. Mm-hmm. Whoever, whoever beats Jake Paul is, is going to instantly become a hero. There, it, it's fighting Jake Paul is really you, you can see it as a win-win or a lose-lose. It's a win-win in the sense that if you win, you if you beat Jake Paul, you get a bunch of money, and then you get publicity, mm-hmm. and then you get to knock out somebody that that no one likes. Yeah. At the same time, if you lose, you just lost to a guy who's only beaten YouTubers and basketball players and, and retired UFC stars, <laughs> and you lost to a guy who's never fought a professional boxing match. So it really, it really kind of depends on who you are. Um, yeah. But moving on to, uh, I, I think you've said enough about Jake Paul. I think you both agree that he's good for combat sports and he's good for boxing in general. And I think he's going to inspire a lot of people. But um, yep. So going on, I, I believe we're going to be talking about UFC. Yes, sir. Did you want to just talk about? Um, did you want to just go over your card that you, that you're? Did you want to further go over the card we talked about from yesterday, or do you just want to talk about your favorite fighters, or how did you want to go? Um, so I think what we could do is we could talk about the state of UFC, and then just talk about some fighters, some fights we might be looking forward to. Right. Um, so do you want to start off with the state of UFC, or would you sure. like me to go? Sure. Okay. Um, so UFC right now, as you said earlier, is is in a great, um, a great space. I think Dana White does a great job of promoting his fights and creating rivalries. They do a mm-hmm. great job of getting guys to really hate each other. I think that mm-hmm. they, these fighters, are becoming celebrities in their own right. And I think it's really been beneficial to get these guys paid. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I'm seeing is is actually a pretty good argument is that 
my a I guess a family friend of mine told me that there's this guy in UFC. His name is Donald Cerrone, the cowboy. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah, he's a guy who takes a lot of fights. He fights whenever he can, and he, he tries to make money. And I was, you know, okay, that that's good. Take as many fights as you can, you know. But also, mm-hmm. my the person that pointed it out said it might not be good for the UFC for somebody like that to fight all the time. Is because then they're by fighting all the time, you're incentivizing Dana White to continue to pay the fighters not that much money. If fighters yeah. are refusing to fight and they're not taking fights, then essentially it's going on a strike and then you can raise pay for each fighter. But yeah. that's where the promotion comes in, is that the sport has been promoted in, in such a way that these fighters can make money not from just the fight, but from the promotions, from their brands, from their whatever. Oh uh, yeah, These fighters are making a lot more money than what they used to because they have the social media outreach. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Conor McGregor, he's the, biz- the, biggest, yeah, the biggest example of somebody who's benefited from that. I think John Jones benefited from it. Um, Khabib is somebody who kind of stays out of that, but um, mm-hmm. Daniel Cormier is now in the um, he's now commentating commentator yep. to have a Hall of Famer in there. Um, I know Chuck Liddell is a pretty popular, a pretty popular UFC figure. UFC fighter, yeah. Now you got Kamar Usman who's on, who's on the rise. Um, I think it's in a really good state. I love the rules. Um, the stoppages are great. The refs are great. I think really, it's a really, really underrated and great sport to watch. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So, I think the UFC is probably in its greatest greatest spot it's ever been. Do uh, its greatest spot it's ever been in, considering the limitations it has. So by that, I mean what what's made boxing such a popular sport throughout throughout forever is the common eye doesn't need to understand it to watch it. So, you know, most it's like, it's like human nature to want to like, it's so weird, but to want to see people get knocked out. Yeah. Not everybody, but it's like human nature. And that's basically what boxing is. There's obviously a lot of technique into it, but nowhere near as much as UFC. And so the average eye might not want to watch UFC because there's a lot of ground game. There's a lot of kicks. There's a lot of different like chokehold positions, whether it's with your legs or with your arms, arm bars, stuff like that. And it's just not something a lot of people want to watch. But I think the fact that the UFC is as popular as it is considering that, and it's getting people like me who never thought I'd like it uh, to try to understand it more and like it. That's amazing. And you know what, Dana White, as much as you might think he's a sleazeball, he is such a good promoter. He's the greatest promoter in any sport, um, in my opinion. He yeah. promotes the UFC so well. He's he's in tune with the young guys. You know, you have people like the Nelk Boys, who he does a podcast with. Dude, that's the Nelk Boys are basically interluded with anybody 16 through 25. Any guy, usually. I know so many people who watch Nelk Boys. So the fact that he's on there talking about the UFC is just going to get these people to want to watch it. Uh, the fighters, this might be the most talent the UFC has ever seen. And UFC's had a lot of good talent. But, like, just in the welterweight, welterweight division alone, which is the one that Kamar Usman is in, and right now he's reigning king, there's so much talent. You have Kobe Covington. You have Gilbert Burns. You have uh, Leon Edwards, whose fight Ooh. just got canceled, unfortunately. You have Mas- Jorge Masvidal. You have Stephen Boy Thompson. And Woodley, if he decides to come back, maybe he can make a comeback. You have Nate Diaz, and then you have this up and coming guy, Hamzat Chemaev. It's that's, like, and that's that, just one division. division. And then, like, I'm starting to watch women fights. The UFC is in just, it's in such great hands. There's so many great fighters. Um, I just want to talk about three fights that I'm super excited so, to watch about. Before you get into that, just the mm. one Achilles heel that I see with UFC is the mm. fact that there's time periods in between fights that there's no content you know that's true you guys have to train because they have to get ready for the fights it takes time for us to mm-hmm. actually watch these fights and so that's why yeah. i think that they're going to lose their money because they can't have constant fights like nba games they're on every day you know stuff like that yeah every year you know so so it's like they're the the cap on how much money they make is really gonna it's it, it, it's very limited but mm-hmm. you know, this, but I think that also thing. helps them, like to flip that on you. I think it helps them because it creates such a big buzz. True. Like this Kobe Covington fight, because they had already had two fights, it was like the buzz. It just kept buzzing and buzzing yeah. until we got like a week into the fight, and then everybody was just like, 
I want to watch this. Like I know my department at work, everybody was talking about it. We had a huge group setting, watch it. I watched it at my house because it was my dad's birthday that day. Happy birthday to my dad. Um, but UFC's in great hands, but I also agree with what you're saying. There's not a cycle where you could talk about it all the time. Like you said, basketball, football, you could talk about it every day. UFC, you talk about it a couple weeks before the fight and then one week after, and then it's like, what's the next fight? You know? Yeah. Right, so right, right. I agree with you 100%. All right. If you want to get into your next portion, go ahead. Okay. So uh, I there's a couple fights I'm really excited about. The first one is going to be – and these are mainly going to be, like, the main card fights. Um, I still need to do a lot of research on prelims and stuff like that. But I'm super excited for this Charles Oliveira-Dustin Poirier fight, UFC 296. Or two, uh, two, uh, I yeah. drew a blank. I believe it's 296. Uh, that fight is going to be such a great fight. So a little background, if you guys don't know, that's the lightweight division, which used to be hailed by Conor McGregor. And then obviously Khabib, who might be one of the, is probably the greatest UFC fighter of all time, came, he took the division <laughs> and he took the division by storm. No one could beat him. Dustin Poirier tried, couldn't do Khabib, it. Justin Khabib Gaethje tried. Khabib is a little overrated. Khabib, is a, Khabib has only beaten a couple of, of top champion type fighters. He's beaten a lot of a lot of Randy Dandies. Khabib is he's up there. But let's let's put some context into his fights. Is that his undefeated record comes with a little bit of a asterisk next to it. But no one could touch him. He's he fought three of the greatest people in that division ever: in Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, and Justin Gaethje, and none of them could even like really do any serious damage to him. But again, we, we can have another topic on that because I'm pretty sure your guy is John Jones, right? We could definitely have another topic on that one day. But, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so Khabib held it for the longest. And then when he retired due to his dad passing away, rest in peace to Khabib's father, um, it left it a wide open. And then so that's where we had the Charles Oliveira-Michael Chandler fight. That was a great fight. It only lasted two rounds. Charles Oliveira got him, stung him with a punch, and then hit him with another um, and Dustin Poirier has like ever since you know he beat McGregor back to back, his name has just elevated to UFC like hierarchy. So this fight is gonna be so good. And the fact that people don't know Charles Oliveira that much, which I didn't either, I'm just starting to learn more and more about him, is what's exciting. <laughs> I'm not gonna give my prediction, but that's just a fight I'm excited for. Another Poirier's fight, gonna, I'm Poirier's gonna would, walk him like a dog. No, you're crazy. We could talk about this another time. Charles Oliveira, I think, is going to regain uh, – is going to keep his title. But um, uh, did you watch the Cyril Gain versus Derek Lewis fight a couple I months did. back? Uh, Derek Lewis is one of my favorite fighters to watch. Derek <laughs> me Lewis too. I love me some Derek TV. Lewis. Get Derek Lewis is must-see TV. But Cyril Gain handed it to him. Cyril Gain for a heavyweight moves like a, like a lightweight, bro. You know who my favorite um, heavyweight fighter is to watch besides Stipe Miocic? Oh, my God. Stipe Miocic. I like watching Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy got knocked out by my boy Bam Bam. Bam Bam. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was just just pointing it out because because Greg Hardy is an absolute a-hole of a person. Yeah, he is. Seeing him get it knocked out by by Bam Bam is beautiful. (laughs) That was beautiful, but... um... I'm excited to watch the Francis Ngannou, Francis Ngannou fight for Cyril Gain. Ooh. Honestly, that's a fight where I don't know where it's going to go. Francis has been the best heavyweight for the last couple of years, but Cyril Gain looks really good, dude. Yeah, he looks really um, good. He, his movement is crazy. This card coming up, UFC 269, uh-huh. is going to be an absolute bang. Slugfest, man. It's it's they have so many good. I mean, and then the Ngannou fight coming up. Oh my God! They just have the the UFC knows how to pick good matchups, bro. You know, and great even matchups. Further, furthermore, besides just the main event, but the but the undercards too. You know, mm-hmm. you got um, Cody or Cody Garbrandt fighting this guy who I never heard of. Uh, Sean O'Malley's fighting Raylan Paeva. That's gonna be a great fight. Dominic yeah. Cruz fighting Pedro. M- I can't say his last Dominic name. Dominic Cruz, man, that's a throwback. And then you got Josh Emmett, who's from I think he's from Sacramento, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. fighting a Dan Dan Ig. Oh my god, that's just that's one, two, three, that's four um undercards or early fights that, that I'm gonna wanna watch. I also I'm so sad about the Leon Edwards fight, bro. Yeah. 
Well, so sad. You no, know, Masvidal was is must see TV to watch, and the fact that he pulled out. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because Conor McGregor called him out on Twitter, I believe, <laughs> recently. He I called love him out. Conor, bro. I love Conor. I can't. I, don't care. I can't repeat what he said, <laughs> but um, you can imagine the type of content that he was putting out. Um, I love Conor, bro. Everybody hates him because of his antics, and but I, there's something about that. that He's I love. hilarious. Like Kobe Covington, a lot of people hate him because of the things he says, but I love it. Like Kobe Covington is probably my favorite UFC fighter right now. Wow, Too it, bad he lost to Usman, but um, yeah. So I think it, there's covered, just good hands everywhere, bro. I think we covered the um, the fights coming up. We covered the state. I want to get into some of our some of my favorite UFC fighters. Okay, I watched a lot of UFC. So, my all-time favorite UFC fighters. It, so this is okay. So this is my my all-time non-current. So this uh-huh. is a guy that is, does not fight anymore. He's retired. He he's somebody that I had to watch through highlights, and and I watched a lot of highlights on him. My favorite is Quentin Rampage Jackson. OG, oh, okay. OG fight fans know about Quentin Rampage Jackson. Oh this, yeah. This dude has the most fun style of UFC fighting there is to watch. Mm-hmm. He was basically like uh, I don't know how to explain it. He's kind of like a, a, a juiced out Derek Lewis. Yeah. He has a 38 and 14 MMA record. He ha- he has some of the some of the most knockouts in his um division ever. He's beaten greats like Silva. He's beaten uh, Fabio Maldano, Muhammad Luwal. Um, he's he's beaten. Actually, he actually lost to my current favorite fighter of all time. But we'll get there. Um, back in, oh, back he in called the, him out too. He called out your favorite fighter. He fought Rashad Evans. He fought Forrest Griffin. He he beat Chuck Liddell. He beat um, who else? He beat. I remember he beat. He actually beat Chuck Liddell twice, which is great. I know a lot of fans love Chuck Liddell. Um, he, he beat he he beat Sean Gray. He's beat a lot of guys. His style is so fun. He's powerful. He's quick. He comes out in the gorilla stance, which I absolutely love. I love it when uh, people do that. Um, I know Kamara Usman does the same thing, but he comes out in that little gorilla stance. Yeah. He's a knockout artist. He also can, can submit and choke guys, and his interviews were amazing. Um, my current favorite UFC fighter is John Jones. I don't think there's any... Oh, Any question, yeah, John bro. Jones? I'm I'm gonna look over all the uh, cocaine <laughs> and stuff like that because because I want to. But this dude is the freak of UFC. He's like the Giannis of UFC. He's yeah. 26 and one. He has the most title defenses in UFC history. He was the number one MMA fighter for I believe it was four years. He's the current pound for pound of best in his weight class when when he was active. He got the award for the greatest MMA striker of all time. He actually has two of them. He got an award for the greatest MMA grappler. Um, he's beaten some of the best fighters. He beat Dominic Reyes, Thiago Santos, Anthony Smith, Alexander Gustavson two times. He beat Daniel Cormier two times, although the first yeah. time was a disqualification, but he whooped the absolute crap out of him. He won that fight. He won he that fight. He beat Dan Henderson. He beat Cormier again. He beat – so it was Gustavinson twice. He beat Cormier twice. He beat Rashad Evans. He beat Ram, Quentin Rampage Jackson. Chell Sonnen. Yep. He also beat Jake O'Brien. Um, he beat Parker Porter. He beat, a, he beat a bunch of guys. This dude is a stud. He's a mm-hmm. freak. He has long reach. He is, his body is physically weird. He has one of the coolest names. He has he can fight in any style. He can go southpaw. He can go um, traditional. He can grapple. He can strike. He can sim. He can do everything. Mm-hmm. He's so fun to watch. I just wish that he would stay off the the cocaine, dude. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like I don't want to get in this personal business, but it's kind of derailed his career. You know, he's never been the same really since the Daniel Cormier fight. I don't even think has he fought since the second uh, Daniel Cormier fight. His, I don't think so. His last fight was against Dominic Reyes back in 2020. I believe it was in what month was it? It was in beginning of it. Had it be. was February, February of 2020. <sighs> it's like I I give him all the props. He is probably the greatest UFC fighter of all time. There's just he has it all, but. Uh, again, me, I just don't want to put his political stuff like I think I out there because let me help you on this one. I I I think I think what you're trying to say 
pound for pound, who is the most skilled and the most dominant UFC it's fighter? It's him. There's, there's, no, there's no debate. It's John Jones. He's His resume, his... however, is probably top three or top two. Yeah, like obviously when it, when it comes to resumes, you have GSP. As much as you don't want to give it to him, GSP's resume is, is up there. It could you be have Anderson Silva. Anderson Anderson Silva won sixteen in a row. He still has the record. However, let's, let's take one thing about Silva into perspective: that Silva has mm-hmm. taken a lot of fights. He takes a lot of yeah. fights. He has, and he lost a lot towards the end, which ruined his kind of legacy. But still, sixteen wins in a row is sixteen wins in a row. He had what was it? Ten of those were title defenses, something right. crazy like that. Um, and then John Jones, Khabib is up there. But uh, I'm gonna go with my favorites now, bro. Okay, good. Go so my favorite UFC fighter of all time. This might be surprising, bro, but there's just something about him. I I love his interviews. He's kind of so dumb. Is he active or is he, or is he, or is he not active? He is not active anymore. Okay. He is retired. Okay. Uh, he just boxed recently and got knocked out, though. Oh. <laughs> Do you know who it is? I know who it is. So I, they're just, I love his interviews. Um, he's nowhere near the greatest full time, but he has some impressive wins. It's the Huntington bad, Huntington Beach bad boy, Tito <laughs> Ortiz. Oh, dude, he's just funny to watch because no offense, I love the guy, but he just—I don't know if it's CTE, but he's kind of dumb. He's kind of dumb, but it makes for some great interviews. But he has some impressive wins. You know, he beat Ken, Sh- Ken Shamrock three times. He's beaten Vitor Belfort. He's beaten Chuck Liddell. He's beaten Chael Sonnen. Um, so he funny. has uh, a lot of people. A lot of the greatest fighters. That- <laughs> I have eaten Chuck Liddell. <laughs> <laughs> because he fought a lot. Chuck died, Smell Liddell. When he was at top, he was the greatest. But he had a he was but okay, Chuck Liddell beat, did beat Tito Ortiz two times before Tito Ortiz beat him the one time. So it was just towards his end, kinda like Anderson Silva. He just took a lot of fights and lost a lot of them. But Chuck Liddell is definitely one of the greatest UFC fighters all time. He's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Um but and then the way Dana White talks about Tito Ortiz is the funniest it's so funny like i remember they did an interview talking about after chuck liddell knocked him out and he was like did you give chuck liddell uh some extra money for knocking out TRT? <laughs> and dana white just like of course of course i've been waiting for somebody to do that to that idiot for years now <laughs> and it's just it's just so funny t ortiz is a funny guy but i love him he's very open about his political views which even if you don't agree you got to kind of like that he um that he just is so like willing to argue and put his views out there. But twenty one and twelve and with uh, one draw, um, he's one of my favorites of all time. That's great. But my favorite right now, it's hard because I just brought up Kobe Covington, but I still need to do a lot more research on him. Uh, it just recently because of his fights with Kamar Usman, because of him beat Tyron Woodley, I've just grown to like him a lot. Even though he is like he comes off as a prick, you know, he his antics. I believe truly under that he's a great guy, but you know, to to do all that just to sell a fight kind of sucks. But I think my favorite UFC fighter right now is probably Justin Gaethje, bro. Like that Ooh. fight with Michael Chandler was a battle, bro. Like I was screaming in my room. I had a I, I bet with a couple coworkers on him. Um, but he every sing, it feels like every single fight he's had, he's, he's been absolute brawl. Even though he lost to Khabib, I felt like he looked he looked pretty good until Khabib got him in that leg lock. Um, and you know he just he has some impressive wins. He has some bad losses too. But hopefully they give him a title shot soon. Uh, whoever wins out of Oliveira. And uh, Poirier gave Justin the fight after that. But so, uh, those are my favorites right now. But there's a lot of great fighters. Other guys that I love to watch are, are like, I guess, like, quote-unquote, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I like – what's his name? Hold on, I'm trying to, trying to think of his name. Um, I guess I got I, I, I guess I, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, but somebody that I'm just, I'm just having to give respect to is Kamara Usman. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, he's a pound-for-pound best in the UFC. This guy is an absolute stud. He's beaten everybody mm-hmm. in his division. Nobody can touch him. I think he, he needs to move up in weight. I want to see fight him Israel and Asanya. I want him to fight John Jones and the light heavyweight, but I know that that's just it's wishful think. I know it, it's wishful. That's thinking. a high. He would have to gain a lot of pounds to get to the light heavyweight. I he would, would have to gain like thirty pounds. And I would pay an insane amount of money to watch that happen. I I, I really would. Um, but he, he's I don't think that fight's beat. even a fight, bro. Real talk. I think John Jones sweeps the floor with Kamara Usman. Oh, interesting. I think, a, I think a better fight is Izzy. Wait, my, really? 
There's no way. John Jones' striking is just so much more superior. I think Israel Adesanya is a better fight for John Jones, and I think he's a better fight for Kamaru Usman, but Um, Israel Adesanya is one of my favorites, too. I also, um, I like Conor McGregor just for his promotional material. I don't think his fighting is anything really... I mean, he's obviously a Hall of Famer, but I don't think his fighting is is, is too special. I don't, I don't think he really has a significant, you know, like a. He has a great left hook, bro. His he left does. Hook is crazy, um, and he he's all overall great, great fighter. Great. Trash oh, one boxer. of the great. Him and Chel Sonnen up there, some of the greatest shots. Favorite fighters. brawler to watch is uh, Rufus Robbie Lawler. That dude, yeah, take a punch. Well, what about Robert Whitaker? I can't wait for him to get another fight against Izzy. You're not getting cheated, dude. Robbie Baller's fights are so fun to watch. This dude is a brawler. He loves to scrap. He's <laughs> tough as nails. This guy loves to get down. Um, hey, and you got to give props to the Stockton boys, Nate and Nick. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think everybody from California loves Nate and Nick Diaz, bro. The fact that Nate Diaz went in there, taught this shit to Conor McGregor, and slapped him up, gave him a couple Stockton slaps. You got to love it, bro. Nate Diaz is probably one of my favorites of all time, too, bro. Um, no, if you're – I basically, if you go to any bar – Anywhere in California, and you're rooting against the DS brothers, you're you're gonna get you're, picked on. You're gonna, you're gonna get, get beat up. On. You're gonna get beat up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember a story about my dad was talking about how he went to the bar one time and he was watching Nate Diaz and uh, actually I believe it was a Diaz and McGregor fight. And uh-huh. and I think he was I don't know if it was, it was his girlfriend or, or he, but he started rooting for McGregor. I think it was him. And he's like he's like let's go McGregor and everybody just started fucking screaming at him and cussing at him and calling him a bitch and stuff like that because he wasn't rooting for for, for uh, Diaz. I'm like, These dudes really like uh really like the uh, uh, Diaz brothers. No, they're Nick Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz are, are absolute gems, dude. They are so oh, yeah. fun to watch. They they oh, talk yeah. great mess. Um, but I really think that who else is. I've gotten a lot of respect for Dustin Poirier. I like his mm-hmm. uh, maturity. I think he's a really composed and calm fighter. He has a, a good Peter Yan. Who? Peter Peter Yan. Yeah. Great fighter. He's in one of the uh, lower weight class divisions. I feel like we're just talking about lightweight and welterweight uh, divisions. You know, again, my UFC knowledge isn't the greatest, but um, heavyweight, obviously, you have uh, Derek Lewis, Francis Ngannou that I really enjoy. Um Curtis we're Blades is another great fighter our, that I enjoy. We're also showing rep for our California boys. I mean, I also got to shout some yeah. love to uh, Uriah Faber. Uriah um, Faber never won championship. It's a it's a shame. But BJ Penn, BJ Penn was a good fighter back in the day. Um, you know, Glover Teixeira, he just took that light heavyweight champion from uh, Jan Blanchvich. I think that's his name. That was a great fight. Uh, Glover Teixeira has been in the UFC for a while now, 45 years old, and finally won his first championship. Got to give props to him. Uh, I think, Izzy no, Adesanya. I, I think also, but some, some of the more underrated guys that I can watch is I, I love to watch Cody Garbrandt. He has a very fun mm-hmm. style. My, my my current favorite, I guess, quote-unquote undercard fighter is, is uh, Sean O'Malley. This, Sean O'Malley, this, yeah. This is so fun to watch. He's just an absolute gem to watch. And then, obviously, Josh Emmett from SAC. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he, you, you got to rep the sack, you know, mm-hmm. that pause. But uh, I I think that we're, we're just showing some love, you know, for Sacktown, baby. Sacktown podcast, you have to. Ain't um, nothing wrong with um, – but I, I think I want to close out with a little – some guys that I love to watch and then – No problem. Wait, we'll do it. So, um, I guess the – so some of my favorites, because I, you know, I wasn't, I just started watching boxing around recently, so I didn't really like, get an idea. But I just had to give a shout out to, to some of the greatest boxers of all time. Obviously, probably the best boxer of all time, Sugar Ray Robinson. His mm-hmm. record, dude, his record is 173, 19, 6, and 2. 108 mm-hmm. KOs. That is insane. He wow. won 126 fights to begin his career. Obviously, he lost to probably the most historic boxer, Muhammad Ali, who's my favorite, obviously. But yeah. shout out to those two legends. Um, anybody who got to watch those fights in person, that mm-hmm. is the probably one of the greatest sporting events in sporting history. Getting to watch yeah. Muhammad Ali fight Sugar Ray Robinson, that is an absolute treat. Um, oh, yeah. Joe Lewis, the guy who started a bare, bare knuckle boxing, 
tough, <laughs> tough as nails. This guy was an absolute stud. Um, he got uh, what's his face? Um, what is what is his name? Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, the guy who was able to take down Muhammad Ali in his prime. Yep, you got Holyfield, George Foreman, yep, Joe uh, Frazier, Jack, Jack Johnson is also a legend. Sam Lane. You have some, you have some Latin legends and Oscar De La Hoya and Cesar Chavez, Rocky, uh, Jack Dempsey, uh, Lennox, Louis Lennox. Yeah, uh, Lennon, God about Lewis. or is it Lennox Lewis or Lewis? Yeah, Lennox Lewis. I mean, um, there's just some great man. Boxing, boxing has a lot of oh, Sandy Koufax. Can we about Rock, Rocky Marciano? But um, I think boxing is starting to get a new wave of beast. Jake Lamada, that's the guy who Jake Lamada. It finally came to my head. That's the one who uh who beat him, Sugar Ray yes. Robinson. Jake yes, Lamada, one of the yes, greatest. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's the movie Raging Bull. That's who it's uh, made after. Uh, Terrence Crawford's another young guy that excites me, but we'll talk about him after. So, um, I think there's some legends. I definitely, my current favorite boxers, um, all right, I guess we only have a couple, but. And Mike, Mike Tyson, Tyson, obviously. I We can't not. Who? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Oh, we can't not. Yeah. I'll bite your ear off. Um, <laughs> um, I. I, I I'm, I I hear the word bite, or I hear anything about biting anything off. I always think of Dan Campbell, man. <laughs> Dan Campbell that bites the kneecaps off. I, dude, that that man is probably the funniest head coach in the NFL ever. Probably he's so funny, bro. Talking about we're gonna get down, we're gonna bite your kneecaps. <laughs> dude, he was in the uh, press conference talking about his coffee order. This fool every morning gets like two large Starbucks coffees with <laughs> extra cream and sugar. <laughs> I'm like, bro, how do you drink so much caffeine? He's like, a, he's a freak, bro. Dan Campbell's a freak. But uh, let's let's get back to box real quick. We gotta finish this up. We only got okay, a couple okay. of minutes before uh, the hour limit, so let's do this. Really, let's talk about so, it. So, talk about who is. Probably pound for pound, one of the best, if not the best right now, and that's Vasily Lomachenko. He mm-hmm. is a U- Ukrainian boxer that my dad put me on. He has a fight coming up in a couple of weeks. This guy's footwork is just is just beautiful. I never hear mm-hmm. him would put him in a ballet mm-hmm. as a kid to improve his footwork. This dude's footwork is smooth. He doesn't waste any steps. He has great, he has a great feel for the ring. Very fast. Very technically sound. He's just getting a little bit on the older side. Not mm-hmm. not the power of say a Mike Tyson, but he's he's the, definitely a very calculated fighter. He mm-hmm. he's my favorite to watch. And also, you know, Tyson Fury's probably at, at the top of boxing right now. I, Canelo, he, him and Canelo, yeah. He embarrassed Deontay Wilder. I can't believe he beat him three times. That's <laughs> in, in trilogy fights. Those almost never happen. That's just yeah. Insane. That, that, that really is insane. That's what I say. Shout out to, to Tyson Fury. Oh, um, after you after you give up or, or give away your uh, current boxing thought, I want to give my Jake Paul, Tommy Fury prediction, and then we'll um, end it off. Okay. So some of my favorite boxers right now, obviously, I think if you listen to rap a lot, this guy is going to be like someone that you're going to know. Javante Davis, the dude is a knockout machine. Uh, he has a fight coming up in December. Uh, against Isaac Cruz, the person who's originally supposed to fight, pulled out the fight. So Javante Davis is just a knockout machine. I'm so excited. Another guy who recently had a uh, pull out of a fight, but I enjoy watching because, you know, he's uh, from Latin descent. He's got some quick hands. Ryan Garcia. It's great to see his career really blossom because he started as just kind of like an amateur. And now he's kind of big time. So Javante Davis, Ryan Garcia. I obviously I love Canelo so much. I got a lot of pride uh, from Mexico. So that was a great fight. Him versus Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant was a warrior in that fight. That's definitely gonna be somebody I decide to watch more of. Um, and those are the main three really. Terrence Crawford. I never watched, but I'm so intrigued to watch him more. Waiting for his next fight. Uh, and then I just want to bring up uh, the Anthony Joshua fight. Mainly, I want to bring up the person who beat him, Alexander Usyk. I'm excited to see what this guy could do in the future. Um, hopefully, he either fights Fury or can get a uh, another fight with Joshua. 
I'm excited. Or even Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. But that's, that's, that's really the state uh, of boxing that I know. I need to obviously do more research on it. But as a uh, hey, just I, a quick little factoid, and then I'll uh, we'll, we'll move on to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Vasily Lomachenko has three belts in three different divisions. This guy, he's he's the real deal. If you ever if you ever have some time. Go watch him, Ray. Dude, this guy, his footwork is so smooth. I you, got you. The, the ballet really, really helped as a kid. This guy's mm-hmm. footwork is insane. He's such a technically sound boxer. But um, so I think we'll uh, give our predictions for the fight for the Jake Paul. Um, mm-hmm. Jake Paul, Tommy Fury boxing match, and then we'll uh, conclude. Do you want me to start or, or do you want to go? Go ahead. The floor is yours. So – it's going to be a very – I think it's going to be a great fight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think Jake, as a physical um, specimen, he's he's definitely better than Tommy Fury. He's bigger. He's stronger. I I, I think he has a, a better chin. But I'm mm-hmm. taking Tommy Fury to win this fight. And really? I don't be close in terms of the actual boxing chess match. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. Jake Paul's going to get knocked out. I think his chin is – I think he has too much of a chin, and he's and he's too hunk of an opponent. But um, mm-hmm. Bobby Fury is a lineage of Tyson Fury. He's a professional boxer. He's been boxing for for years. I think he's I think he's gonna TK TK yeah TKO him out. Um, mm-hmm. he's his right hook is deadly. His jab is is absolutely deadly. He has better footwork than Jake Paul. He's more conditioned than Jake Paul. He's had more fights where he's had to go more rounds than Jake Paul. Mm-hmm. He's more experienced. His, his trainer is is Tyson Fury. I just don't I don't think that Jake Paul is gonna have the technique and experience to actually go the distance. Mm-hmm. I think I think if this fight does go a distance, I think Jake Paul is in his favor. I think any fight where he goes a distance is in his favor because I don't really want to say I don't I hate to say this, but J- Jake Paul winning is better for the world and for media than Tommy Fury is for winning. But I think Tommy Fury has to knock him out. I don't think mm-hmm. he'll win a decision against Jake Paul. But I think if the mm-hmm. fight is truly being called as it should be, I have Tommy Fury winning in a TKO. Yeah, so I don't know much about Tommy Fury. Obviously, I watched him on the undercards, the Jake Paul fight. He didn't look particularly good, but he was going against someone like almost a whole foot smaller than him, much faster than him. That was just a really bad matchup. I, that's the one fight I didn't really enjoy because I just it was so weird of a fight to me. So I don't think that really says anything about Tommy Fury. It's kind of hard to fight someone smaller and faster than you. So it was a weird matchup. I don't even know how they were even close to the same weight, but um. I have to agree with you. Tommy Fury's actually fought like pro. You know, obviously Jake Paul has a couple amateur fights, but none of them are against real boxers. And Jake Paul's footwork towards the end of the Woodley fight really started to scare me. He started kind of throwing uh, punches uh, like off foot, like using his back foot more, or uh, I mean his front foot more. And so I, I don't know much. I don't have much to say about that fight other than I hope it's a good fight. I probably will be ordering it, but I think if Jake Paul has like any chance of winning, not only does he have to train really hard, but I think it's going to be, it's going to come through a knockout, but I just don't see that happening. So I'm also going to agree and take Tommy Fury. They say Uh, styles make fights. This is a perfectly styled fight. Both two, Mm -hmm. both two brawlers. Um, I just – I don't think Jake Paul is, is an experienced enough of a boxer to, to go toe-to-toe with somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I think Jake Paul's footwork leaves a lot to be desired, and I, I just think Tommy Fury is going to expose him. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's a good fight. I'm excited to see some of the people on the undercard, just like the last card, because the last card had a lot of good fights on it. Yeah. But, um, you know, Sacktown, we're so happy to be back. Uh I don't know that much about combat sports. You know, I know a decent amount about UFC unboxing. But, you know, go ahead and critique us if you've seen us say anything wrong. But at the end of the day, love is love. Spread positivity, please. Um, spread your comments, anything you have to say. Jared, ending, uh, you have anything to say? Um, I, encourage, I encourage everybody 
to do two things. I encourage everybody to go start watching combat sports, give combat sports the publicity, the publicity it deserves. And I encourage everybody to try and take up sports betting. I, it may seem scary at first, but I think that that sports betting is going to become, become an emerging business. And I, and I want everybody who's a sports fan to at least attempt to have it. And I mm-hmm. think it's good for, it's good for sports just to learn something different, something new. Um, if you have any questions about it, feel free to hit me up or feel free to talk to me about it, and I'll give you whatever advice I have from almost a year of it. But um, There you go. Hit up our, our YouTube at uh, No Sports. We have our Instagram is going to be back in and back and ready at Sacktown Podcast. And, um, you know, we have our personal Instagram. Mine is RayGualpa01. Jared, if you want to say yours. Jared to Pluto, all lowercase, no spaces. Perfect. Well, uh, it was great talking to you, Jared. Always love talking sports with you. Sacktown, you guys have a great night. Peace out.